You are listening to the official Acts 2 podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com. Yeah, beautiful people. Beautiful people. Give me that. I I may be giving you a high five on the outside, but I'm hugging you on the inside. So, Jesus, you're good. Oh, gosh. All right. Man, I went elsewhere in worship today. It was so good. Just crazy. I don't know what's going to happen next. That kind of crazy. I have a message, but we're going to see if I get to that. Um... I just feel like I want to read some good news here. Just in case you didn't know, Jesus set us free. Just in case you didn't know, Jesus set us free. Uh, We're waking up to it. Just in case you didn't know, Jesus set us free. Yes? Okay. I... I don't know why this was just pounding through my head when we were in worship at a Romans 3. I don't know, but I feel like it's prophetic. So I'm going to just start with this and see what happens. It's the good news. I mean, everybody knows Romans is probably one of the best, probably the best doctrinal book that we have concerning salvation, concerning sin, concerning the gift of Jesus and what that meant for mankind, Romans 5, that's huge. What happens with sin, the gift of Holy Spirit, what that does inside of us. I mean, there's so much stuff that's packed into Romans there. But I was being just pounded with this right here. Now we realize that everything the law says is addressed to those who are under its authority. This is for two reasons. So that every excuse will be silenced with no boasting of innocence, and so that the entire world will be held accountable to God's standards. For by the merit of observing the law, no one earns the status of being declared righteous before God. For it is the law that fully exposes and unmasks the reality of sin. Come on, you hearing that? It's not intended for us to live by, it's intended to expose us. But now, independently of the law, the righteousness of God is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the anointed one. This is the righteousness that scripture prophesied would come. It is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And now all who believe in him receive that gift. For there is really no difference between us. For we've all sinned and we're all in need of God's glory. Are you ready? This is where I was, I had to set you up for this. Yet, through his powerful declaration of acquittal. You guys understand there's a difference between being pardoned and being acquitted, right? Being pardoned, you're still guilty. You just get let off. Being acquitted says you're not guilty. Isn't that good news? It's kind of like you're in a courtroom setting and you're facing the judge 
and the judge declares that you've missed it and that you're guilty. And then he gets up from his chair and he walks around and he stands by you and he becomes your advocate. Come on, that's good news, isn't it? His gift of love and favor now cascades over all of us. All because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, the punishment, and the power of sin. Somebody say amen to that. If you're working at all to try and free yourself, stop. Seriously, stop. It's a, it's a cycle. It's a sin cycle where Satan wants to keep you aware of trying to better yourself and keep you from fully accessing the revelation of what Jesus has done for you. And as long as you're on that treadmill and you're running and you're doing circles and you're trying and you're trying, you never get the revelation of what Jesus has done for you. You find yourself standing in the courtroom and all you can do is talk to God as the judge and see, oh, I'm so, I did this, but I did this, but wait, I'm, I can fix it. I can do this better. Nope, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Until you sit still. Until you let these words start to resound inside of your heart and in your mind. It doesn't stop. The cycle doesn't stop until you sit there and go, I receive. I receive. Come on, say it with me. I receive. I receive your gift, Jesus. I receive your gift. Hmm, so good. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Wow. Wow. What's this? I've seen it, what you're just talking about. You, oh my goodness. Describe it. Can you describe it here? This is an advocate. This is a vision I had, a dream. Jesus was being my advocate. And this is me down here. And this is the enemy pointing all of the lies that he can, but he can't even be in the Holy Spirit's presence without burning. And that's God. And all he sees is what Jesus has done for us. That's how he sees us, is through what Jesus has done for us. That is so good. Can I just leave this sitting right here? Come on, when did you paint that? For it was for Easter. Wow, that's so good. Wow. Man, there's something on that. I don't know. There's some. Oh. Yeah, you might want to, when this is all done, come up here and take a closer look at this. It's, there's a lot of detail in that right there. Oh, mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> Let's close this. Mm. Yeah, come on. Man, I think there's just, it feels to me like with that pounding in my head that there is a, a, a breaking that Holy Spirit wants to bring into people's minds. If you know me, if you hang around me long enough, you know I'm all about what happens in the mind. The mind is a terrible thing. The renewed mind is a good thing. And I feel like that's what he wants to do this morning, is kind of renew some minds this morning, kind of get us out of some cycles, get us out of some, some performance mentality. Hmm.
Yeah. I hate performance. I hate it. It's religion personified. You guys understand that the purpose of us gathering here is to celebrate what God has done, right? This is why we come together. It's why we worship is to celebrate what God has done. And I know there's times where we walk in, all of us have these times and these seasons in life where we're just feel completely overwhelmed with stuff that's happening around us. And those things are real. And I don't want to deny that. I don't want to say that they aren't. They're very real. But I believe too often we allow those things to become the influencer. Instead of coming into places like this and letting God influence us. And the best way to do that is to remember that nothing you can do, nothing you can do will ever put you in right standing with him. We need that mind shift. Every one of us can point to something that's happened in the last week or two that we've done wrong. You could point to it and you could say, yeah, I really messed up right there. I really messed that one up. And we come in, if we're not careful, we can come in with this thing that just jumps on us and we spend the entire time in worship not accessing, not engaging, not being aware of the fullness of the Holy Spirit because that thing is still running around in our mind. Can I just give you some good news? It doesn't run around in God's mind. It says he's taken the sins of the world and he has removed them as far as the east is from the west. And it says he remembers them no more. Think about this for a moment. How many times are we being so aware of the things that we've done wrong and we're trying to talk to God and he's going, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. It's the demonic realm that wants to keep us aware of where we have failed because if, we can, if he can get guilt and shame to settle in, then he's done his job. I don't know why where this is going. I'm just, I'm feeling there's some freedom that needs to be released this morning where we, we come back to the true gospel. It's not about your choice. It's about his. I made a decision for Jesus Christ. Great, but you know what? The good news is not that. The good news is that he made the decision for you long before. We need to move from living by Christian principles to coming in back to a place of being madly in love. If I live by principles, I'm admired. If I live by presence, I'm contagious. I don't know how to do this this morning. I just really want to release some freedom in this room. We were worshiping, singing all about it this morning. And it's not just songs. It's not just songs. There's a declaration when we, when, we, when we sing that. It's not just the melody. It's not just the sound. It's not just the words. There's a declaration in it that gets released. No longer slaves of fear, right? We weren't singing that one this morning, but. Fear doesn't stand a chance. Do you believe it? I think that's good for this season we're in right now. Fear masquerades as wisdom all the time. 
come on, we need to come back to that encounter where we hear the voice and it starts to speak to us and it starts to talk about it, who we are directly from him. In that voice comes the understanding of what he's done. If it doesn't bring us to an absolute end of ourselves and our striving and our performance, if it doesn't bring us to an absolute end, it's probably not hearing the voice. Hearing the voice, speak to you, speak to me, should bring an end to all that. And it doesn't even have to be in the words that he's saying. It's just hearing him speak. Who wants that kind of awareness where you can feel him at any given moment? Yes, yeah, me too. Did you know you can cultivate that? I felt it yesterday. I normally hear God when I'm mowing the lawn. That's a normal thing for me. But yesterday, I hit a certain part of the lawn. And honestly, guys, I wasn't even thinking about God. I don't even know what I was thinking about, but I wasn't thinking about God. And I hit a certain part of the lawn and all of a sudden I felt it. Just like, boom, like that. I could feel it, the presence of God. If you ever come to the house, I'll take you where it is. It's, I don't know, it's, a, it's a, the glory zone. I don't know. And it's like my least favorite part of the yard. Seriously, it is. I hate mowing that area of the yard. There's ruts and stuff and a mower goes like this. I don't like it. But that's where I felt it. I felt the presence of the Lord right in that moment, right there. And in that moment, in that presence, right there, everything else about what I was thinking, about what I cared about, my concerns, it just went. And I felt this just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like love and grace become tangible. It's like you're, you, you get you're entered out, you're taken out of something over here and you're put in the middle of this bubble that's just love and grace. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like that. It felt like that. Mm. Church, we can't, oh God, help me. We can't attend meetings like this and think that this is going to change our lives. I'm sorry. We keep doing it. But I need to tell you that just coming and sitting in chairs is not going to change your life. Any more than moving into a garage is going to turn you into a car. Hmm. Yeah, it's time to own it. It's just time to own it. It's just time to own it. For by grace we have been saved through faith. It's the free gift of God. You can't earn it. You guys know the story in John chapter 3. You guys okay here? I don't know why pastors ask that because nobody out there is going to say, no, stop what you're doing. Can we get these lights down a little bit and the house lights up? 
I just need to see some faces here. It's been a while. You know, in John chapter, I'm going to just go with what Holy Spirit's saying here, and it may come out like stream of consciousness, but I really just want us to try to position ourselves because I know Holy Spirit's bringing something here beyond my capabilities, okay? John 3. Nicodemus, who knows the law, he's a Jewish scholar, he comes to Jesus and he says, I know that the words you're speaking have to be, you have to be from God because nobody can do the things you do. Nobody can do those things. And he said, unless a man be what? Born again. Did you know that's a really bad translation of that word? That's not what it means. It literally means unless a man be born from above. Who was the first one born from above? Adam Adam was earth. Adam was created from earth. Where was Jesus created from? Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Right? My born again experience is my born again experience. What happened was I came into alignment with what he's already done. He was the one that was born from above. I came into agreement and alignment with it. Why am I saying all this? I'm not trying to give you a theology lesson here. I'm trying to bring us back to this soul Solo Cristo. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Wow. Come on. Come on. Are you with me this morning? I I feel like something's settling here. Because I don't want to find myself another two or three years from now continuing to do something like this. And having people walking in the same way they're walking right now. Because they're waiting for somebody else on the outside to bring something that deposits in their inside. And so it changes their life. Listen, the very thing you need has been deposited inside of you. It's there. He has taken up residence inside of you. It's about changing perspective. Stop looking on the outside to get things to change. Start looking right here and saying, Jesus, what do you have to say about that? What do you have to say about that fear? Come on. You can, I mean, you can get counsel from people and that's good, Right? You can go to somebody and say, listen, I'm really struggling with anxiety right here. And they can give you counsel. Or you can turn to the one who has taken up residence inside of you and say, Jesus, what do you have to say about this anxiety? I promise you, you'll get answers that satisfy the question of the heart. You will get answers that satisfy the question of the heart. Guys, it's all about presence. I don't, I don't know how to... It's all about presence. It's not about going and looking for presence. It's all about shifting our attention and finding that it's right here, right now. Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Why do we go chasing? I just want to chase God. Well, my God, stop. He's right there. You hear the striving and the works inside of that? And I'm not going to go toe-to-toe with someone that wants to say that. I hear the heart behind it. But you can find him right here. Mm. It, it all comes back down to presence. It always comes back down to presence. Wow. Come on, I need an amen. Somebody help me here. I'm hoping this is something. I really am. I'm just, I'm trusting. 
you know, the presence of God, when it was revealed in the old covenant, manifest, not just works, but when the manifest presence of God appeared in the old covenant, it appeared over the tabernacle. Specifically, it rested on the Ark of the Covenant. You guys know that, right? Where the cherubim were, right between? Right there, that was considered the mercy seat. It was the presence of God. That's where it existed, right there. That's the old covenant version. It came, it was visible. It was even tangible in some respects, but you couldn't touch it. Go fast forward, New Testament. Presence of God comes again. This time it lands in a person. Have you ever thought about this? That the Ark of the Covenant was a precursor to Mary. The presence of God came, the Ark of the Covenant. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? The law, the word of God, the bread of heaven, and Aaron's rod, that bud. Right? Aaron's staff. He's called the branch. Isaiah calls him the branch. He comes, revealed in old covenant who he is, comes in a tangible form in the new covenant. In the person of Mary. She became the carrier. First mention in scripture usually sets precedent for, for what is of high value or what means something. And for us to have the presence of God come into a person tells us something. That his desire and his design was to live inside of people. Greater is he that's what? Hmm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray, run through this place. Lord, just blow through this place, run through this place right now. Every heart receptive to you right now, don't leave it wanting. Lord, I pray for the, the revelation of your presence you, God, the revelation of who you are to take up residence right now. If you're in here and you don't know who Jesus is or you've just heard about him and you don't, you've just heard of church and stuff, I just want to say right now, if, you're, if, you're, if something is connecting with you, just say, I believe. I believe. I believe, Jesus, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. What's happening right now, even in saying that, Holy Spirit's quickening your insides. You feel it? I feel this like warmth that just comes up all over my arms. Yes, God. Yes, God. Just say yes to him. All that you have, all that you have, all that you want, Lord God, it's all about you. 
It's all about you. I need my mind renewed. I need your manifest presence inside of my heart, inside of my life. I need it to be so tangible. I want to touch it. Lord, I shift my attention away from all the distractions, all the striving, all the performance, all the things that keep me from fully embracing you. Lord, I want to find you in the lawn. I want to become so familiar with your presence that in a moment when I'm thinking of something else, there you are. You know, you can practice his presence. You know, you can go to heaven whenever you want. I'm not making it up. Ephesians says that we're seated with him in heavenly places. not my physical being you understand that my spirit man yes I guess what I'm really coming at this morning is I, I want the pure gospel to take root in our hearts the pure gospel all the law does is it brings to surface what sin is Jesus is the one that takes away the sin of the world. <laughs> yes, God. God, I wish I could put my hands on you right now. Let's, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Just have the team go up and down the aisles. We'll do this. You know who you are. We're just going to release blessing over you guys, okay? Come on, we're in a unique season right now. This is a unique place that we've never been in in history, ever, where the entire planet is focused on one thing. I saw a video earlier this week. Somebody had posted it. I thought it was pretty amazing. Did you know the word corona is uh, taken from the word crown? And the crown is trying to be stolen away from Jesus and put on something else. The focus, the attention, the admiration, if you would, the fear, if you would. It's being put on something that doesn't belong there. Hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So, God, so, God, just close your eyes for a moment. Just hold your hands out. Whatever posture you need to take, you can do that. I just, I, God, what we want is you. Buildings put aside. Everything else put aside. What we need is you. Lord, you hear my heart. You know my heart. You know why I do this. Lord, I'm praying for that exponential, Lord, a um, exponential quickening, if you would, for everybody in this room to move into new depths of understanding of you. New depths and understanding of what the gospel means. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.
Thank you, God. Yes. Mm. Yes, you are known as Belparazim, the God of breakthrough. Lord, breakthrough. Breakthrough right now. Our attention is completely set on you, Lord. All of this stuff that's going on in the world around us that's distraction. Yes, Lord, our prayer right now is this specifically, that we would become, we would become so much in our presence like you, that what we give off is you so much so that this whole Corona thing, this COVID thing, that people begin to take a very dim view of it because what they see is you. They don't see this demonic microscopic distraction what they see is you we remind ourselves of your word don't worry don't worry even the sparrows of the field he takes care of those things don't you know he knows every hair on your head don't worry Don't worry. We are not going to be a conduit for a demonic distraction. I refuse to channel hell with my fear. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's our heart. That's our desire to be so much more aware of you. So much more aware of you. So much more in communication and contact with you every minute, every second. Lord, I'm praying that it exponentially gets up to speed with all of us. So much so that whatever news that we hear about what's going on in the world, like Andy was declaring, it all has to bow the knee. It comes through the filter of the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Anxiety is not my friend. Come on, some of you need to say that. Anxiety is not my friend. Yes, God. Yes. 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 It's there's breakthrough. There's breakthrough in presence. Don't think for a moment that you've got to go chase it down. Come on, we need the church to wake up to this. You don't have to chase it down. It's stilling the soul. It's stopping the circular thinking in the mind. It comes back to a place of peace where you just simply sit there and go, Jesus, there you are. There you are. Do you feel it? God, every time I do that, I feel that. There you are. Listen, guys, I've been guilty of it as much as anybody else. 
We're just saying, Lord Jesus, we want to see a shift in culture, worldwide culture, because of your presence coming into people and being made manifest. We'll start small. We'll start with the city of Orlando. Yes, presence, it blows lies out of the water. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, right? It has a power to destroy and demolish strongholds. You know what strongholds are? Strongholds start like this. They become like a fortress, if we're not careful, in the mind. Strongholds start like this. It's one little thought, one little thing of fear, one little thing of anxiety that we allow to start determining how we live. And I picture it like this. This is how my crazy mind works. It's like saying to the devil, here's a hall pass. Come run around in here for a little bit. As a matter of fact, if you want to pitch a tent, you can do that. You can pitch a tent and hang out there for a little bit. I mean, you don't live here because I belong to God, but I'll let you pitch a tent. And all the time I'm letting him do that, he's over there building. And what was a tent now becomes a fort. Then it becomes a house. Then it becomes a stronghold. We're not designed to live like that, guys. We're not, we're not designed to live like that. It's like if you let your mind go back into old covenant thinking, if you let it go back into performance, works, religious thinking, you know what you've done? You've removed yourself from the nation of freedom, and you've put yourself into another nation of guilt, and now you're a wanted man. And you're being chased. You're being hunted down. Yes, God. Okay, one last prayer and I'm going to let you go here. Father, breakthrough of the most extraordinary kind. Breakthrough of the most extraordinary kind be released right now, even through the words that are spoken. The agreement, we come into agreement with you, Lord. You want it more than we do. So we say, God, whatever it takes, breakthrough of the extraordinary kind. Beyond just signs and wonders, God, we want those. But beyond signs and wonders, Lord, I pray for breakthrough of the extraordinary kind. Every mind in here right now primed to receive the work of Holy Spirit moving inside. Repentance becomes the normal. The changing of the mind becomes the normal. Yes, God, right now I just, I release that, just that spirit, that power, that fullness, that, that what Holy Spirit does right now, just full Repentance.
And if you, anyone in here thinks I'm talking about stop sinning, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about repentance where you change the mind that makes you think you have to sin in the first place. I'm talking about getting the root of the problem removed. I'm talking about what happens in the mind, getting it out, getting it cleansed, getting it clean. I'm going to challenge you with this. Start asking Jesus what he thinks. In the middle of whatever it is that you're doing, you feel something rising up inside of you, you feel anger, you feel sadness, you feel whatever, just stop for a moment and say, Jesus, what do you have to say about this? Why don't you tell me what's going on? Remember when David, I'm going to keep preaching here, sorry. Remember when David, David got called out by Nathan, the prophet, for his sin with Bathsheba and killing her husband? He wrote Psalm 51 after that encounter. And he says inside Psalm 51, it says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. What is he talking about? He's not talking about knowing the truth on the inside as far as facts and figures. He's not talking about that. He says you desire truth on the inward parts where you're honest with yourself and you're honest with Jesus and the communication is open. You desire truth in the inward parts. It's more than principles. It's more than just things we live by. It's presence being made manifest right there. And we see who we really are. We see who he really is. And everything starts to line up. So I'm praying that in the name of Jesus, that we start to look like, talk like, smell like, feel like the person of Jesus. For everyone here, everyone that sees this on the video, watching it now or later, I'm praying for breakthrough of the most extraordinary kind. Because the world needs it. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Can we just lift up a shout to Jesus before we leave this room? Come on. kings, Lord of lords, the immortal God, invisible God, the one that takes up residence inside of humanity. Lord, we say yes to that. We choose to listen to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life.